It's the Face of Chicago Business Podcast, introducing you to the stories behind the faces, focused on fixing today's problems with thoughtful leadership and purposeful living. Sit down with us as we get to know the individuals who make our city second to none. How are you guys doing? I'm Tony Arce, and this is the Face of Chicago Business Podcast. Today, I'm joined by Nick Van Gorb. Nick, thanks for being here, brother. Hey, thanks, man. Thanks for having me. No, I appreciate it. So you say uh, a Hoosier at heart, right? I am. I'm uh, from Indiana, Cherville, Indiana. We call it the region. I was made fun of quite a bit in uh, yeah. college. They're like, you're from the region? I'm like, yeah. So I've got that cornbread raised and everything. That's awesome. And one of the things we talked about, you have a lot of passions, right? Yeah. But it seemed like music was a, was a big part of that too, right? Oh, yes. yes. Growing up. Yep. Just told you about an hour ago that I wanted my thing. You know, everybody's like, I want to be an athlete. I want to be either, you know, all these different things. I wanted to be a music producer. Um, bought a beatbox when I was 12, 13 years old. Had a keyboard, took keyboard lessons and everything. And I always say, like, as I was telling you the story earlier, is that it started the hustle in me. Yeah. And everything. People wanted some of the beats. You know, some people thought it was terrible, which that's fine. But some other people thought it was good. So, yeah, it's, I would say maybe when I'm 50, I'm 31 right now. Maybe when I'm 50 years old, maybe I'll look back at it and maybe try it again. Who knows where music will be, though? But it was, I mean, it was a big part of it, right? I mean, yeah. I feel like you learned a lot from it more than just the music aspect of it. Absolutely. So, like, one of the most important things that I learned about from that perspective and then, like, all the other endeavors that I've done in the past, mm-hmm. you know, 15, 20 years is that, takes time attention to detail and then also how does it all correlate with each other yeah you know from that perspective of how does the beat do this how does you know the hi-hat do this how does the synthesizers go here how can you all put them all together for everybody to actually you know pretty much like yeah and that's the same thing on how you build a company as well yeah it's all about attention to detail True. it's all about patience it's about being persistent with everything and then how do you correlate that with a product or a service that everybody can enjoy right so that yeah man it was a fun time <laughs> so what was life like in indiana i mean i can only assume that it's a lot different than city life in chicago yeah it's it's a lot quieter yeah. <laughs> um people are you know neighbors say hi to each other which is fun uh it was it was you know what though i wouldn't change it for the world yeah. um i think we had a conversation with this before uh, i was a person that basically you know got bullied quite a bit mm-hmm. throughout Indi- when mm-hmm. i was living in indiana when i was younger i was much smaller too i was like five foot two when i was getting i don't know, six feet tall now but yeah. so you know, when were you five foot two uh like freshman year no i think it was like is eighth grade and then i had a growth spurt which was awful i couldn't sleep for like at least like same. four to five months it yeah. was awful my shins killed me yeah, but dude i always say you know what i i'm hoping somebody that's going to be listening to this can actually resonate with this but like I was a victim of bad bullying. Sure. It was it was to the point where I had to watch out for my safety just because I helped another kid out. Really? I was just sticking up for him. I didn't tell you that. Yeah, no, you I, didn't. I, I sticked up for a kid. It was on Halloween of 2002 or 2003. I can't remember which one. So you're like, what, 12, 13 at that time? Yeah, 12, 13, basically on my Haro bicycle, if anybody <laughs> knows yeah, about yeah. Haro bicycles with the pegs. Um, and basically, you know, sticked up for a kid, practically just really, you know, got on the bad end of the other things. Went through some hardship for about a one to two years on that. You know, people start thinking, hey, what's what's wrong with this kid? Is there something? Should we put him? You know, they were saying like mental institutes, you know, wow. just because. And all it was was just I didn't know how to handle it. I didn't know how to handle like people hating you for no reason. And I didn't know how to handle like people just literally, you know, going down. Everybody talks about like getting hit by books, you know, but you somebody slaps your books down or anything. Yeah, I was yeah. getting like literally threatened that they were going to kick my, you know, ASS yeah, yeah. and everything like that. You can say. It. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and there was like 15 to, you know, 16 kids that were like that. Now today, 
things have changed quite a bit. So in a, in the worst way, in or? a better way, oh, better you know way. what? It just, it grew my confidence. I got more into working out. I got more into figuring out who I oh, was. Oh, you're saying for you personally. Yeah. Got, got, got oh yeah. Got you, got you. So like it, it just basically, it, it turned me and it made me a little bit stronger. It made me a little bit more hard, hard shelled. I'd like to say on sure. the side, which has helped me out in the city quite a bit, especially the business that I'm in um, and everything. And it's, I wouldn't change it for the world, man. That's at awesome. all. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a good, it's a great mindset, right? I mean, taking something like that, but when you, when you hear, you know, in that place where you're being bullied and, and you're going through that, was it as much of, you know, not having or not basically telling someone is what I'm getting at. You know, did you internalize that? Is that something you kept to yourself because you were afraid of what someone else might think, whether it be parents, whether it be, you know, someone. Uh, so I've never really told this at all, which is kind of super, um, what do you want to call it? Actually, this is probably going to be one of my bigger secrets I've ever done. Um, so how I would internalize it was, while I was making beats, while I was doing, it was during that time period, mm-hmm. I was writing poems as well. Wow. Just because I, you know, I came, I, I grew up in the early 2000s, so I didn't grow up on Tupac. I didn't grow up like, you know, during that music period, sure. but I utilized them for their words, utilized them for their pain, utilized them on basically understanding how do I correlate what they're saying with how I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. You know, we obviously had completely different backgrounds, but everybody usually has the same emotions from the similar or different types of situations yeah so i was doing that quite a bit meaning i have almost six to seven notebooks of them wow oh yeah like it was to the point has anyone seen them Mm, not really i did one in uh freshman year of high school it got published actually into a book no yeah i don't my parents are the only people i think that ever bought that book (laughs) and now i when i went back by their house uh it's it's one of the books that you actually see when you go to the bathroom. <laughs> so I mean, it's cool, but you know, that that's where the creativity um, came in. And then also at the same time, it's just like, that's basically the only thing I had. Sure. Now, I mean, from the time that we met, I mean, I'm very impressed. It's not just, you know, the things you do. It's, it's like the heart behind the way you carry yourself. Yep. You know, it's very intentional. Um, a lot of the stuff also that you've been through that you'd mentioned, like with the Ronald McDonald house, right. Yep. Um, with your sister, seems like it, it shaped you into this person you are today at what point was that a deliberate choice versus you know kind of being shaped by the circumstances versus saying this is what i'm going to become or this is who i want to be this is how i'm going to approach life did you make that choice or was it kind of were you groomed by life in that way i would say both yeah um i have two incredibly hard-working parents that make me basically respect every single person and realize you have to be grateful for everything you have every single day. So I think that seeing the hardship that they went through, you know, and also too, it's not going back to the bullying thing, but seeing kids that got bullied all the time, I have a soft spot for them. And I know it's kind of cliche right now because that's like a big topic that I didn't know about until my fiance told me that. I didn't didn't know that. I was like, Oh, people are the bullying. Yeah. I was like, people are talking about this right now because I was like, I didn't know. And she goes, yeah, you're going to probably talk about it when you come on here. And I was like, I didn't know that was a big thing. Um, so I would say that, but then there was just instances in my life where I just wanted something better. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I think I was telling you before, um, for 20 years I was on ADD medicine. Right. It's, it's literally a drug. I'm not lying to you. It oh, is I, a, I mean, we were both, we talked yeah, about that, right? It's yeah, a huge absolutely. drug. And you know, I was always told it's, you, there was a running joke as I was growing up. I'm the dumb kid just because I had so much more energy or right. I couldn't, I couldn't correlate my thoughts and people couldn't understand you more they than anything. 
and that's the thing. Your thoughts were going 100 miles per hour, yeah. but your how you would actually internalize them and basically tell people about it was going 15 miles per hour. You're like, you can't keep up. Yeah. So it's always been hungry with that. And I think I told you the story of, you know, I told you one story about how I was in, in college and I went to business school in Indiana. So again, I'm a big Hoosier guy <laughs> and everything. And I partied, you know, all of us partied at 18 years old and I really messed up and one, they told me that I would never amount to anything, one of the people at the admin. And then also, two, I didn't tell you this. I can cuss on this podcast, right? Of course. Okay, cool. Um, I actually had a dear lady take me up to a private equity firm, actually in Chicago, a very well-known private equity firm that she lived in. I mean, she didn't live in. She worked at. Sure. And she made me look out on the 58th floor, and she literally said, you can have all this. And I looked out. I saw Indiana from there. I was living in Indiana. I saw the steel mills like everybody talks yep, about. Yep. And then she goes, either get your shit together mm-hmm. or it could be a complete fuck up. And that's when I had a, like a 1.9 GPA. Oh, wow. So first off, it was in the same week where they told me I was a complete mess at Indiana. And then this lady told me at the end of the week that I was going to be a complete mess or I can change it. Ever since that day, which was, I believe it was in, I want to say it was in August. So it was right before the first semester of that year in college, sophomore year completely changed. Hmm. I've been a completely different person. So when you asked that question two minutes ago, what changed you? Yeah. One, also my upbringing, how I was able to see, that's how I have such a, I have a bigger heart than I portray. Of course. Um, but also too, it was just like some, for some reason the fire inside, I don't want to prove anything to anybody. It's all me. Like everybody's always like, dude, you've done this, you've done that. I don't see that. And I, you know, I'm not comparing myself to the greats, but I've heard like other people talk about that. You know, like we were just talking about Kobe. Kobe, you want to basically, he doesn't see himself as being like the right. best, even though he kind of was right. besides MJ. Um, but like that's, it's it's just me versus me. Yep. That's it. And that's all I'm going to be like probably for the rest of my life, which kind of sucks. But No, I mean, it, it does kind of suck. I mean, I say that because I, I feel like I resonate so much with what you're saying that I, I, I'm, I'm not competitive with other people, but I always somehow compete with myself internally with whatever it is. It could be like, how fast can I do this? How well can I do this? You know, whatever it is. And it's constant, right? Yep. It's, it's always there. So, you know, the, the part where you mentioned that you have a bigger heart than most people, then you portray, yep. right? Um, one of the things that we had talked about is that you don't like advertising when you do something for others. Correct. Right? And I think that's, that's the way to live life, right? Where did that come from? Where did, and, and you mentioned it was a mentor, but I think it was, was it more than that or just one person who had that kind of impact on you? Um, Probably the biggest thing I would say is the mentor and what what you're basically speaking to is that I've had mentors basically tell me always move in silence. Gotcha. Move in silence just because you don't want to be the face of everything. You know, one of my, I think it was my, I would say like my production business was probably my first business, but it wasn't. But like, you know, I'd say like my first business, which was a clothing line, which still to this day. All my friends make fun of me for it still. It's called Vey. It's it's like, it's everybody makes fun of me for it. I don't care. It's still pretty cool. I'm like, I got to somehow interpret this. But it was basically about giving back to kids and children homes. Why and, would they make fun of you for that? I, I think because I, when, I made, well, when I made it up, it was literally at IU at a, in a class. And I was like, I want to get back. I want to somehow get back to the community, but also make a profit at the same time, just because that's the way business people think. And I was like, I like Vey because Van Gorp. I was like, Van sounds stupid. So I'm like, Vey. I'm like, what does Vey mean? And it was actually called a value among youth. Mm, And I I was like, because it has something going back to the youth. So I'm bringing some type of value to the youth. So value among youth. Still, I still get people that literally like the Facebook page to this day. And I haven't been on there in like nine years. That's awesome. Yeah. It's still funny, but I was told 
you know, always move in silence. I, a lot of my mentors are like people that I, I shouldn't call them mentors cause they don't, they've never talked to me, but like I listen to their interviews constantly yeah, yeah, yeah. and I'm always trying to be like, how can I take this and apply it to my life? And from the nonprofit perspective, it's just like, you know, I see a lot of people boasting about it. I'm seeing a lot of people doing things that are saying that like that, but I'm like, I don't want anybody to know who I am yeah. when it comes to that. Just because I don't want the attention on me. I want the attention on the person that's serving. That's it. It's like a lot of people are like, oh, thank you, Nick, for this. Thank you for that. I'm like, don't. No, I don't. Can we do like a little thing, like a little newsletter about you? I'm like, what is that going to do? Right. <laughs> it might help me because I'm in the real estate business. Obviously, people start realizing, realizing, oh, Nick's a realtor in Chicago. Sure. And, you know, he does this. He does that with investments and everything. But at the same time, it's not that's there's a t- time and a place for that. Yep. Right now, it's all about these people. So, like, I don't really know. I just whenever I heard that saying, like, move in silence. That's what I just took from it. And that's how I do it. So like giving back, that's the way I want to. I love the Special Olympics. Nothing's better than seeing somebody that's literally taking their body to the brink and taking their body to the max and just having an absolute blast. It really puts things, it honestly puts things in perspective that makes me grateful every single day when I'm able to work out in my garage and knowing I can do this with my body. Like, and that's not coming back on me. It's just showing like things that I do outside that I see people do. I'm like, it makes me feel grateful for what I have right now. Cause that's some awesome. people don't have it. Absolutely. No, you're absolutely right. I, I wish I were more grateful about it. Cause then I'd be I, maybe more enthusiastic about oh, it. You know, right? Dude, but, right yeah. now it's hard, man. It's it uh, my garage. I, the temperature this morning read 17 degrees. So, I mean, but you know what though? A lot of those guys like Jocko Willick, you know, David Goggins yep. saying, don't be a bitch. Yeah, right. Talk your bitch voice out and get in the gym just because you got to prepare for what the other people need you that for you that day. Amazing mindset. Oh, it's, I mean, it, it's not exactly what I'm thinking at 6 a.m. But No, but you also mentioned, I mean, like you, the Ironman thing and training for Ironman. Yeah. Like that, not a lot of people. I mean, there are a lot of people who do it, but mm-hmm. not a lot of people I know. So it seems to be something that, you know, it is a very elite uh, form of competition yep. and you got to train hard for that yeah and that's again it's just stop comparing yourself to people yeah it's just you versus you and i will not lie and whoever watches this or like listens to this i'm not gonna lie to you say i don't compare myself to people like i it happens like we're all human we all mess up do you think it's a comparison or i mean i like look at it like life provides you a menu right and people are uh the way they live their life is a way for you to either take good things from it or, or decide that it's not something you want to do right but to look at examples in life i think is is natural i don't think it's necessarily a comparison i'm not i mean you may be doing it maybe well but so i i take it in a different uh context so again i was always the person that was thought of being like the dumb kid for sure like i was told by my third grade teacher you're never going to mount to anything you're just going to be an idiot your entire life i was told that by some admin people at you know my school like i was told all these things so what i started to do was I started to look at people that were like at my day and age, you know, like real estate here, I can't really do that just because it's different, but like um, in other aspects of life. And I'm like, how can I model that? Yeah. You know, like one of the guys I look up to, Barry Stern, like dude's mm-hmm. awesome. Like he's one of the biggest billionaires in the world, but he literally came from hardship as well. And he primarily basically looked at it and said, hey, just model every single person you want to be like, and that's it. So I compare myself to those people that may be my age, but I'm like, oh, they might have a better, they're better at this than me. How can I model them for that? Yeah. And that's the way I look at it with, with comparison. So if like anybody does compare themselves, look at them and be like, you know, admire them Absolutely. that they're doing better, but then also try to model them and do your own way with it. So that's, that's the only way I do it. Yeah, so figure out the blueprint, right? That's all it is, man. Success leaves a lot, a lot of 
and a lot of clues. Yep, absolutely. Now, <clears throat> going back to just the, the bullying aspect. Of yeah, what's like, up? The, you know, you, you obviously learned a lot from that, yep. from that experience. But how does that translate into the way that you either approach when you see that uh, happening in front of you or, you know, if someone's listening, for example, what advice would you give? Like, what is it that, that in terms of that you've taken away as a blueprint for how to handle those types of situations in life? Well, one, it gets better. Yeah. Um, two, confidence. Yeah. Um, I, I do, I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm a very open book, like I said before. Sometimes I do run on the line of cockiness and confidence. But I had to become confident for me to stick up for that kid back in that day. And from there, it built a blueprint for me moving forward. Yeah. Now, that blueprint of confidence has completely changed how I do things, you know. I'm not the type of guy who goes off on the whim on things. I want to basically be very, very data focused. I need to know every single thing before I start talking about it. Sure. But it showcased to me like, hey, dude, you got to be confident if you want. And that was with like girls. That was with, mm -hmm. you know, friends. That was in making decisions. It's just something as simple as that, you know. We want to go skiing or something like that, and you want to make a decision on where to go or something like that. Whoever's usually the most confident on where we're going to go is something that most people will follow. <laughs> right? It's you know, so like true. that's that's it's what it is. True. So it, it really made me, and I don't know if I am. I have no idea. I don't. I I really internalize a lot of things for myself, and I'm a big crit critic at it. I don't know if I'm a leader. I think I am, but I don't know. I don't know where I'm at on that scale. But I would say the confidence from me building from that day and age. I'm like nobody's going to ever treat me like shit nobody's ever going to talk to me bad. And you can talk to every agent in the city and you can talk to every single one of my clients that have spoken to me before. And you know what? I'm always going to give you the honest answer. I'm going to be having the most data that's going to back up and you're never going to bully me. <laughs> like that is Good one thing. Yeah. And that's, so anybody looking at this or anybody watching this or anything, and if you're going through that time period, just realize, take it in, realize that those people might have something that's something that's worse than you don't know about. Everybody's got a story. But realize you can build confidence from this that can help you leapfrog you practically into what your career needs to be. Yep. And I use that. That's how I used it. I mean, I sell real estate every single day. I came from, I, I, I don't know if I'm notorious for this. I don't know. But I'm always telling people, I'm the only pretty much real estate guy that I know right now that came from Indiana, which there's probably plenty of that have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I had no connections here, man. Yeah. I didn't know one person. My brother, my sister, my family member was not a developer. My family has literally really no connections in this city at all. I was literally talking to a realtor the other day that's going to a new city. And she goes, I don't know anybody. And I'm like, oh, how are you going to start your business up again? She goes, what did you do? And I'm like, what do you mean? She goes, you didn't know one person. I literally went to, a, in 2015, I went to a phone book and I started calling people. Wow. And then we built to what we have now. Yeah. And... What, I could not do that without being, I honestly don't know who I would have been if I didn't get bullied really, really badly or those people that told me in college that I would never amount to anything. So that's basically, I'm telling you, if anything like that happens to you guys in life, just realize there's always a reason for it. And there's people my age that are going through it right now yeah. that I see, I try to give them some advice on it. And when you're not the other? It's when you're out there. I mean, you know, they always say you're ready to learn. You're what is that saying? The teacher will come when you're ready to learn. Yeah, I love that. Yep. So, or something like that. So I'm like, you know what? I'll just keep telling you guys the exact same thing. Told my best friend yesterday. I'm like, you got to do this. He's like, oh, I'll do it whenever. I'm like, ah, okay. Whenever well, it comes and goes. Right? Whenever it comes and goes. So yeah, hopefully that answered your question. Hopefully no, it's some did, value. It did, it did. So that brings me to the real estate part. One What's of the things that um, you'd mentioned was, well, congratulations on your recent engagement. Thank you. It's, thank uh, you. I've, 
stepped one foot in. Yeah. <laughs> one foot in. What? You're, you're almost there. I can get away with watching football a little bit more now. <laughs> no, I don't know. I have, I don't watch that many sports. I don't know. You're on your way to good dad jokes already. I know, right? dude. I can't wait. I follow that Instagram account, Neat Dad, and it's awesome. I re- I resonate with that more than probably any other Instagram account. That's funny. Yeah, I got a little corgi, so I guess I can say I'm a dad. Hey, but I don't know. Dad, yeah. yeah, I'm a corgi dad. That's so. Cool. Um, but. You know, recently uh, engaged that one of the things you had told me about your relationship and, and, and why how you knew like this is you know the woman for you is you told her you're going to go into real estate and that you're probably going to be broke you yep. know, when you first started right yep and, and, and that seems to me that that part of that confidence of yep this is going to happen and it's tough but i'm gonna be fine yep and i know i'm gonna succeed yep tell me about that that time when you made that decision which one? That real estate. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, I was like, no, no, I was no, like no, no. well, the Lindsay engagement, like the, yeah, ones, right? yeah, yeah. the engagement situation was, I was just giving them. No, <laughs> um, uh, the real estate, you know what, man? So I was that type of kid who was at 18, six, I was around 15, 16 years old when I gave up on the production thing. I loved real estate for some reason. My Always? parents, yeah, I, you know what? As weird as this sounds, and I guarantee there's people that are like, oh my God, I, I, I think I know what he's talking about. Is that my parents built a house in Indiana and for some reason, I was like 11 or 12 years old. I walked in and I felt, I smelled like new, like a new house. And I loved it. <laughs> like, I don't know why it made me feel good. It lasted only like a year. Cause then, you know, I'm Greek. So all the food start cooking and everything, you know, so every, uh, now it just smells like a Greek house. You know, hold. <laughs> um, but from there, you know what? I was just like, I, for some reason I want to do real estate. I signed up for Oh my God, if any realtors listen to this, I'm so sorry if I signed up on your newsletters when I was like 15 to 16 years old and you guys tried reaching out to me. And now like that was 15 years ago, but basically signed up for everything. I was like, you know what? When I get to Chicago, my number one goal, my number one goal in Chicago was I wanted to be able to afford my own apartment and want to build my own company. Mm. And I got a sweet gig and out of college for a management consulting position. Um, basically, and also pretty much selling real estate. I was like a year and a half in, I was like, you know, I'm just going to go get my real estate license. Let me pay off my student debt, which I did. And then I'm like, I need to have a nest egg. If you want to get into real estate, I always say have a nest egg, you know, anywhere from 10 to $30,000 Okay. just for complete sure. numbers. And honestly, man, it was hard. You know, I, I, a lot of my friends didn't use me again from the, from the status of, they thought I was dumb just because I'm that outgoing. Really? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It was absolutely that. And that's like, and one of the things that I tell people now, it's like over the last five to six years, becoming top producer, becoming all these different things, people are finally starting to take me serious last year on everything. And now like, you know, we're expanding. So we're like expanding, you know, in two weeks on everything like that to another city. And people are finally taking me serious. So like during that time, it was the confidence to tell people, I don't know what I'm doing right now, but I guarantee I'm not going to put you in a bad spot and I guarantee I'm going to figure it out. And that's all real estate was. I, dude, I was making 60, 60 to 75 phone calls a day and getting maybe 45 to 50 no's. And those people now, I'm going to send this video out to them. Absolutely. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. And they're going to be like, oh my God, Nick was one of those weird kids that would call me all the time. <laughs> and, that, and that's what it was. And you know, one of the things I want people to realize, and I know we were talking about this too, is that if you want to start your own company, if you want to start anything, you got to have two things, man, or three things, I should say. Everybody's always like, you got to have, you know, you're saying you have a lot of passion. I do because I love living. I love life. Yeah. So that's why I'm so passionate about everything. But the things that you need to really have is a plan, which I do. Like I'm the, I'm probably one of the only realtors that you know that runs a profit and loss every single month. 
and I know what my closing ratio is from first contact, second contact, all the way up to the seventh contact. Good for you. Yeah, I know how many mailers we need to do every single month. I know what kind of birthday programs I need to have for all my clients. I know basically what their kids, their dogs' names. Oh my God, the dogs' names are awesome. Um, All those different things, that's my plan. Two, I need to have the confidence. How do I build the confidence? I study the market more than I think anybody else. I'll be straight up sometimes and I'll just be like, I have no idea what these people are thinking. I'll just tell people that. Yeah, I don't care. Like, because I'm being honest with my yeah, clients. Yeah, yeah. And You're then, looking out for number one, and which out, is them. <laughs> which is them. So the confidence part, and then honestly, the most important part, and you guys hear this from every single entrepreneur, you hear it from everywhere else. I just want to say that I'm still in the midst of building what I'm building, but persistence. Yep. I failed more than you can possibly think of. I had a humongous piece of lot, like basically houses in Old Town where nobody said I can probably sell them, and I didn't just because I got, it's just a deal just couldn't come together. Most people would probably would have quit just because it was within my first two years. They always say your first three years of real estate. Mm -hmm. Now those relationships are, you know, they've built and I was able to sell even higher price houses like that, service better clients. I mean, it's those three things I tell every single person, if you are going to literally build a company, look at that. I mean, dude, we, and another thing, the planning perspective, I'll just give you another example. I have almost 16 steps if you want to buy a house with me. You only see six. And there was one point in time where right now we, we're getting bigger. And some things are, you know, like one little thing fell through the crack, which most people are like, nobody ever sees or anything. I'm hiring for that position now, so it never happens again. Good for you. That's the thing about planning. You have to take those risks. If you fail, who cares? Go live back at your parents' house for a little bit. It doesn't matter if you're 30, 40 years old. It doesn't matter. Right. Just take that chance, man. Absolutely. I hope like the coronavirus... So showed everybody life short, enjoy it, go travel. If you want to go build the company that you want to, you realize sitting down all the time, like you guys with this awesome company you guys have, like, this is a really cool shit, dude. Thank you. I, thank I you, think I you. told you that. And I was like, I'm not going to basically suck up to you. I don't suck up to anybody. I, I'm getting it. And then basically this is one of the coolest things I've seen in a long, long time. I was thank like, you. I think I told you, I was like, man, I want to do something like this. Yeah. <laughs> um, but dude, just go out there and do it. Mm-hmm. Like, seriously, just go out there. Just do what you want to do. People are going to respect it. You're going to get a lot of people that are going to say, you can't do this. You can't do that. I've had people saying, just go back to consulting, just doing this, just doing that. But now I got all those people that were saying that asking me, so what do I do? And I tell them, man, it's a long, long loss. It's a lot of nights, not a lot of sleep. (laughs) As I was telling you, I still get night terrors sometimes. I'm just being as vulnerable as possible right now. I I, I love it, man. Just because I I, I have a bigger plan for what we want. And I know exactly where we need to be in the next five to 25 years. I have a 25-year plan when I started at 25. Good for you. Yeah. And we're we're about two years ahead of where I want to be. Wow. Which is cool. I think with technology, it's helping, obviously. Um, And also, it seems like you made a lot with this time that we had. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? With, with COVID and everything, it really hunkered me down to, you know, I have the third arm. So like we're expanding. So I guess this is like a coming out party for it. So we're like, we're expanding to Greenville, South Carolina. Congratulations. Thanks. A lot of our investors are going there. A lot of our people that we know, it's just, you know, it's, it's a good synergy with Chicago. Yep. And you know, like the private equity arm that I'm building right now in the infancy stage and even capital, like we're building that right there just because I'm seeing a need for that. And what that stems from, and this is the cool thing I think we were talking about, and if I'm talking too much, please tell me to shut up, <laughs> um, is what does everything mean? And my whole thing, and I think I was telling you guys, you about this before, is there's one thing on the internet that I looked up, it's called the seven whys. Yep. And I make every single one of 
every single person that's coming to work for me, I'm making them do it. Just because you got to figure out why. I know it's so cliche again. Why? What's my why? It's cliche for a reason though, right? It's cliche for a reason. And I found out, I was asking these questions to myself, like, why do I sell real estate? Okay, well, I do it for this. You know, why do I do this? It's like, it's not a money thing or anything. It's like, I love how businesses run. I love that energy. And I just love providing a service. But then I started figuring out it's all about an experience. You know, when I took my fiance on our first date, I wanted it to be a great experience, even though it, I think it was, I think it was a pizza shop during the snowstorm, which probably was not a great experience. Um, but at the same time, it felt like, okay, how can I build an experience? And I look at all these other real estate entrepreneurs where, again, this is part, this is probably going to be like in the 15 to 25 year uh, point of my 25 year plan. Um, but like building, you know, building experiences. What do I mean by that? By meaning how can we incorporate like maybe these smaller towns like Greenville yeah, or like yeah. other smaller towns like my home state of Indiana? How can I basically formulate a city there for a good experience? I want to build like, you know, residents, commercial space, you know, everything along those lines, but also at the same time seeing family members, enjoying it, making memories there. That is my goal. Like that is my long-term, I'm getting goosebumps talking about it. That is my long vision goal. And I learned, I was supposed to go to business school. I don't know if I told you this. Mm -hmm. I read Mark Cuban's book, who Mark Cuban's in a Hoosier. <laughs> and he just goes, don't go. Wow. He goes, his book was basically like, if you want to hit the ground running again, he goes, get on the front lines. And I'm like, well, the front lines is something I already want to do, which is sell yep. real estate. Yep. So I'm like, oh, it kind of mingles in all right there. So like I would tell people like any type of value for this, like I think I posted it on my story. I'm like, when I go on this podcast, I hope I basically inspire, not inspire. I hope I just give some type of value to the real estate entrepreneurs or any type of entrepreneur in the city, just because we need that right now. Absolutely, It's very do. dark right now. And I want to show like, there's more light. It's sunny as hell out right now, which is the first time in like days yep. um, and everything. And just realize you have to figure out why you're doing everything and peel it back, doing that seven whys, building that confidence, building that plan. And then also just being persistent. Dude, you probably failed a crap ton of times. I failed a shit ton of I failed like almost literally yesterday. I don't know how many times I can tell you I've succeeded, but I can tell you how many times I failed. failed. You know? I don't remember. <laughs> like everybody's just like, you know what? People get I, I don't get too excited over the success. Like we had a I don't like compliments. They don't do anything for compliments. me. Like tell me what I need to do to change, how do I get better? But don't yep. give me fluff. Exactly. Like that's not gonna help me. Exactly. That's what I'm telling you. Yeah. That's that's exactly the oh, way I'm thinking. Great. About it. It's nice. Oh, that does nothing for me. Nothing. No. I want to know how I can get to the next level. Yep. Yep. And I think that's the mind you need to have to be an entrepreneur or have a business in Chicago. Yep. Absolutely. Just because there's every there's so much competition out there. Everywhere. So no, a long absolutely. answer short. I hope. No. 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 Absolutely. So on that note, um, you know, along this journey, this 25 year plan, who would you like to connect with? That's watching, listening. Um, who should be reaching out to you? So or who would you like to be? Now I, say I mean, obviously I, I love connecting. With, so from my perspective around, you know, 27% of our business does come from business individuals, meaning, you know, attorneys, restaurateurs, yep. uh, accountants and everything. I think the, I would love to meet people like that. I would love to connect with people that are entrepreneurs that want to make a difference. Um, I, I hate those coffee meetings. Mm -hmm. I can't stand them. They they tell me, I'm like, how can we help? It's like speed dating, right? It's, it's like, like speed dating. You don't, you don't know the person. I don't know you. And then they send me a creepy email and they're yeah. like, we need to catch up or you need to send me clients. I'm like, dude, what kind of value am yep. I bringing you? Yep. So I think from this, like as I look everywhere, like I, I know a couple of people on this and you know, on your uh, banners and everything. But I think the most people, I, I just want to connect to create some type of value. Sure. This is the greatest city in the, in the world. 
it has been my dream Amen. to build a company in Chicago. And I did. And well, it's still going. Um, but at the same time, we get so much negative publicity from yep. every outlet possible. And people have to realize, and I think you and I were telling, talking about this, we have such a big city, but the community feels so far apart. And I would love to connect with people that, are, that just want to make a difference in this area and actually make a difference. I don't want to, I don't want people to basically connect with me or I don't want to connect with people that are going to say we're going to do something that we never do. Right, right. That just pisses me off more than anything. Yeah, yeah, and you guys are doing that. And that's, again, I'm not, again, I don't suck up to anybody. I, uh, my old boss probably at, at, you know, my consulting firm probably <laughs> wish I would have, but, <laughs> but that's probably who the people I'm really looking forward to just because there are great minds out there in this city. I mean, we're better than New York and LA. hundred percent. I'm just going to say yeah, we are. We're, we're better. Yeah. Um, but it's, I just want to, I think we have a hard time finding each other. Yep. And I think your platform right now is helping that. So I want to I say thank you. And I'm grateful for the service that you, and we've been talking, as nobody probably knows, we've been talking <laughs> our ear off yeah. with each other for hours. about like a couple hours yeah. now. Yeah. And just like that, I think you guys are building something great. So meeting those types of people and also promoting your guys' platform to hopefully help those people out too. Uh, I'm very grateful for you for you know all the kind words, but I think we just, we we definitely resonate uh, yep. when it comes to that uh, purpose in our lives. And so, if that also sounds like you, and, and you like to connect with Nick, I encourage you to reach out. Click on the form below. Um, you can go right to him. But Nick, thank you so so much. Absolutely, for man. Your story. Follow us on Instagram at you know Nick Van Gorp or NV Group R E as in real estate. If you guys want to like basically reach out, my phone number is super easy. It's probably going to be linked below. Email Nick at NV Group RE. More than happy to like collaborate with anybody is, you know, as if it's going to make a difference or if anybody has any questions on like, how do you start something? How do you do this? I'm an open book. I'm, I hate those gurus. I'm not a guru at all. I'm I would, not your guru, right? I'm not your guru. Robbins? Yeah. It, Tony Robbins is cool, actually. I actually like him. That was his documentary, right? Uh, is, that, is that was, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was what it's called. Yeah. Mine is more like, I'll give you tactics that I've learned. Mm-hmm. Um, just from, I've flown all over the country. I've learned from some of the best real estate entrepreneurs here. Could it go into other businesses? Probably. You know, like a teach you how to do a profit and loss, teach you how to prospect for new clients, teach you how to basically build relationships with better people doing all those programs i'm more than happy to be an open book on that um my team when i gave them all that information they were like oh my god they're like i thought it was just like just people call you (laughs) i'm like no this is a tackle sport so you got to really hit people all the time on everything so i think it can go into other businesses so i'm more than happy just reach out to us we're we're more than happy to reach uh, give you any information you need awesome well again thank you nick of course man excited to see the journey oh man a pleasure hopefully i'll be able to come back and we have a good time again we absolutely will thank you so much awesome man have a good one